think I feel about that? Was that like awesome or what? I loved it. She's so cool. Yeah. She really is. It's nice when you follow someone on social media. We met her and she's every bit as cool as, as I would have hoped that she would have been based on her Instagram feed. Right. Yeah. Take his mind, mind. My business hashtag more than graphics is a lifestyle mantra turned podcast. Hi. I'm Danielle, a graphic designer, owner of Octane Design Studios, wife and mom of three. The MTG podcast is a virtual space for hard truth telling and life chronicles surrounding women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as myself, Cicely and Brittany put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the MTG Podcast, because life is more than graphics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MTG Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Brittany. And I'm Cicely. All right, ladies, it is June. Um, I can't believe we've been doing this for six months. This is kind of insane. This journey has been surreal. Um, But this month is all about... Um, mindset. That is the theme of this particular episode. So we kind of just want to, before we jump into that theme, just in general, catch up with you ladies. So what's new with you guys? All kinds of things. Uh, (laughs) For me, I've been uh, just cleaning up the new home that we bought last year. Um, We've been in Kentucky. We're getting ready to do some more travel. Uh, started a new freelance project working with Amazon for a front-end web development class that they are doing. Uh, started my senior year of college. Finally, that has been a long time in the making. Uh, so seven classes to go and I will be a college grad, which is extremely exciting. Thank you, Cicely. Thank you. Um, and there's probably some other things on my list too, but y'all, I'm tired and I have forgotten all of the things I've been doing. Just, just live in life. <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> I understand, Brittany. We're kind of like in a very similar boat here. I just finished school. I'll be starting school again in July. Don't ask me why, but that's that's what I like to do is just go to school all the time. Um, I just got my first nursing job, so I'll be starting that next Monday. Um, I'll be in a dermatology office, and I'm really excited. I've been in skincare for 12 years, so it was kind of meant to be. On top of that... We also just moved about a week ago, (laughs) so it's literally, it's the season of change for me. So mindset is really important as all these, you know, amazing, good, difficult, um, new things are happening. So I'm just in a good place and I'm excited. I'm going to tail in on the last end of that with new things, exciting things, um, ending things, beginning things. The Octane Summer Internship Program just recently started where we have a couple of interns that are following me uh, for the next two months and learning all kinds of cool details about themselves, but also learning more about the craft that they want to pursue. Um, So it ranges from everything from graphic design to web development to photography um, to um, we even have a a class from uh, Justin Stewart, who's also an illustrator, um, who's like, you know, teaching these interns some of the basics of um, just basic design and, um, and how they fit in that plan. So I'm kind of teaching 
<laughs> as Brittany is teaching a little bit this summer. And then I'm also working on um, a couple different things. One, I'm speaking at the Lexington Minority Business Expo, and um, that's August 2nd um, at the Lexington Convention Center. I'm presenting on business branding. So I'm pretty excited about that coming up. And then in the middle of all of this throughout the summer, I'm actually finishing my first ebook, so um, which will be available hopefully really soon on uh, Amazon. So you guys will be able to, to download that. So yeah, so there's all the cool things that are happening with me and the cool things that are happening with everyone else. Has anyone been checking out any of the cool stuff that's happening around like around? Like I've, I'm a huge moviegoer. And so I've been checking out all the little Disney movies. I am like a huge fan of the new Aladdin film. There's been some mixed reviews on it here or there, but it's it was a personal like last day of school moment where I could celebrate being an adult um, without the kids. Um, <laughs> so uh, has anyone else seen Aladdin? Anyone else get a chance to see it yet? Okay, so I enjoyed it, but I'm saving all my nickels and pennies for Lion King, okay? The Lion King is right around the corner. That's where all my nickels and dimes and pennies are really going to go. Me and Kevin will be sitting probably somewhere near the front row, crying our eyes out over popcorn and spilled Coca-Cola. So it's going to be one of those moments. We're just prepared for it. We've even like prepped our kids. Like mom and dad, this is as much as we love this movie and this movie is about you, deep down it's about mom and dad's childhood. And this is our moment. So you're just going to have to embrace that. And daddy cries all the time, but mommy, you're going to see her in a whole new light. <laughs> in the middle of this film. So anywho, um, if you guys have seen anything really cool um, that has really struck you in some creative or technical way, feel free to share that with us via Facebook and Instagram. Um, MTG the podcast is our hashtag and you can find all the cool things that we're talking about on the sidelines. But focusing again on today's episode topic, which is mindset. And today we have a very special guest, um, are my good friend, and hopefully your future good friend too, Ms. Kaylee Mindling-Grubbs of Kayligraphy. Kaylee Mindling is a Lexington-based illustrator and hand-lettering artist with a built-in radar to know if and when there are dogs nearby that deserve all the snuggles and pets. Her style is rooted in the balance and tension she sees in nature, swept up in a never-ending, always-evolving waltz between perfect precision and bare authenticity. She creates because it's the rawest form of her interaction with the world, and she wants her fellow humans to experience the world around them. It is Kaylee's hope that through her expression of work, even one person might look up to see the beauty of the forming clouds, embrace the strange, and approach her world with curiosity. Since nature plays such an important part in her work, life, and business, Kaylee is learning how to help people understand that taking care of the earth is no longer optional. It doesn't require perfect sustainability from a million people but rather in perfect efforts from a billion people. In addition to petting dogs, creating art, and sharing her sustainability journey, Kaylee finds purpose in helping people realize they are creative, regardless of their ability to produce art. Welcome to the show! <laughs> Excited to be here. Nervous, but excited could just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe a little bit about some of the projects that you currently have going on. So my name is Kaylee Mindling um, Grubbs. I still haven't tacked that bit on. I've been married for a few years. It's fine. Um, 
I am a hand lettering artist and illustrator, um, and I like to mix around and play around with a whole bunch of different mediums. Um, so I do watercolor, I do pen and ink, um, I do acrylic every once in a while. I try to do oil, but that's a big to do, so that one doesn't happen as much as I like it to. I do a lot of digital painting, um, wood burning, things like that. I love to wander through Michaels or like random thrift stores and see what strikes my fancy and see if I can make something with it. <laughs> um, so when people ask me like what my specialty is, I, I usually try to gauge if it's like a two minute or like a 10 minute explanation. And if the two minutes and I say, oh, I'm a lettering illustrator and artist or lettering artist and illustrator. Um, but I really love to experiment. So let's see, projects that are happening right now. Um, I'm doing a lot of custom work right now. I finished a few today that have been like on my to-do list for a long time, so that felt really good to check off. Um, I'm working on a secret project that I really wish I could tell you about, but I can't, and I hate when people do that. Um, so the hint that I'll give you is, state parks <laughs> so you can just you know think about that one um let's see what other projects am i working on yeah my mind is blank i'm always creating new gifts and stickers and um, notebooks and products for the shop things like that um i'm trying to blog more but you know we'll see how that pans out <laughs> i think i might have five blogs total right now it's fun <laughs> It. Okay, so tell me, you mentioned the shop. Can you kind of explore what, what is the shop for people who yeah. don't know? For people who don't know, um, the shop is here in Wilmore. It's called the Olive Branch. Um, and it's myself and 21 other uh, local artists and vendors who um, have space and create and, and sell their stuff. Um, Erica and Cameron Miller run that, and they are amazing people. Um, who have done a spectacular job of creating the space and and really like helping us like giving us a platform to to share our work it has changed my business having a retail space I totally remember you in the early business details of putting this together yeah. <laughs> process to like mentally wrap around our heads like Kaylee's going to go retail y'all yeah. <laughs> like it's legitly happening we're going from um, not only saving the planet, but physically showing other people how to do so through the products that you create. That is an awesome mindset to have, by the way. And I also, one thing I love about Kaylee, on and off again, I have said this to multiple different people, um, and I'm sure she's going to hear it again, is I, the reason I was so drawn to Kaylee first and foremost is because she's truly authentic to herself. And that is such a magnet for um, people who are one trying to figure that out for themselves like I was in a particular way when we first met. And then two, also just that being such a light and a beacon example to continue to be yourself regardless of, of what trend is happening around you or what cool fancy paper comes out or <laughs> whatever that trend is, is to kind of go against that grain a little bit, um, reflect about what your values are and what you think is truly important and continue to emulate that in the most authentic way that you possibly can. That is a life lesson I've personally learned from Kaylee and I'm absolutely like, fanatically obsessed with um, her authentic self and how that comes across her products. Okay, so first question, we talk about mindset. Um, where's your headspace 
um, when you're creating your artwork? Like mentally kind of, is there a general direction that you kind of go in or you have to be in a certain setting or a certain mood um, to kind of create this headspace when you're creating your artwork? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't want to be annoying about it, but honestly it differs by project um, and also by like if it's a client work or if it's my personal work. Um, because I mean, it makes sense that the client's vision and, um, desires will kind of dictate more of, of where it's going rather than what I'm necessarily feeling. I mean, my work and my life and whatever is infused into each project that I do, but if I'm making a project for somebody else, I want them to be happy with it. Um, but if it's my personal work, um, I think the best, most comprehensive answer is it comes from a place of honesty. Like I want the work that I'm creating to feel very honest to how I'm feeling right then. Um, and it could even be like, if I'm having a really rough time, like it's not necessarily that like the, the page is going to be black and scribbled. <laughs> like it, I drew this thing the other day that was um, in really, really beautiful, bright colors. I like never use bright colors. It said like, I am not okay. And it was like really intricate and just really bright colors because to me, it felt very honest of I am not okay. And it was bold. <laughs> and it was something that I wanted to shout to people. But the color infusion was like, this is how I want to be, but this is not where I am. Um, and so I think it, it's really easy as an artist um, to kind of want to create some some dynamics in your work and let that desire to like create intrigue or whatever overtake and then it kind of like your message gets muddled or maybe there isn't too many messages, things like that. Um, but if you come from a place of honesty, that, um, that collision of pain that I was feeling of the, I am not okay, let me shout this from the rooftops and these really bright colors just kind of happened really naturally. Um, whereas if I tried to force that like that, wouldn't really, it wouldn't work as well, I don't think, because when I've tried to force it before, it's like, oh, that's, that looks rough. It looks like I'm trying way too hard. Um, so I guess my mindset would be honesty, um, first and foremost, and then trying to come from, you know, I'm always trying to expand my skills and practice and be open to trying new things. Um, I have the most fun when I'm working on projects that I'm like, I don't necessarily know how to do this um, because it means that I need to figure it out. And through the figuring out, I'll probably happen across um, a few things that, you know, I, I might not have known beforehand. And, and that learning experience also infuses into the artwork. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it does. I caught myself rambling there and I was like, oh, I'm not saying words anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I, <laughs> what I love about your process is one, yes, there is a little bit of rambling. Yes, there is a little bit of thought. But that's all part of the creative process. As entrepreneurs who are creative, we're co constantly muddling things in our head or muddling things out loud. And I think that is an authentic showcase of self as you're processing things yeah. uh, people can clearly relate to. I can't tell you how many times I do that. Um, probably out loud in mid-sentence, and I'm really sorry, but it's one of the situations where that's how I process. And so, yeah, you nailed that right on the head. And I love the fact that you continue to push, again, honesty, being true to self, being true to yourself as an artist, being true to yourself as a person. 
So Kaylee, I mentioned earlier that I follow you on Instagram and actually anyone who's listening to this, if you don't follow Kaylee, I highly recommend it. Just go on Instagram. It's Kayligraphy, the, the full word. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely follow her. Um, amazing, amazing hand lettering and art and illustrations um, that I just, I can't say enough good things about your work. Um, you're so welcome. And I was looking through your Instagram feed earlier today, and there was a quote on there that you had hand lettered that really resonated with me. And I'm going to share it just in case it resonates with any of our listeners. It is not lack of ability that leads to most failure. It is the lack of commitment. Mm. Can you talk about what that quote means to you? Um, do you remember where that was? I'm trying to remember even lettering. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't. Maybe you shared it. Um, but yeah, that, that was on your feed somewhere. <laughs> that sounds like some intense wisdom. <laughs> you are wise. You're also on Instagram like any moment now. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Okay, can you say that again? Yeah, absolutely. I think that one deserves an encore. Um, so it's not the lack of ability that leads to most failure. It is the lack of commitment. I think that that quote, so you know how something that we say a lot, I mean, it's probably leaked out not only from the art world, but like it's not the artist that makes the tool or it's not the tool that makes the artist, it's the artist that makes the tool. This is like a similar sort of um, phrase, I guess, like turn of phrase. So I think a lot of people, myself included, especially in the beginning, but even with each new phase and each new thing that you accomplish and each new mountain that you like get to the top of and see that there's oh another mountain to climb <laughs> um, in your artwork or in whatever in life get really discouraged with, but I don't know how to do that. And so maybe you give up immediately um, or you're picking at the mountain, just trying to get up there and keep coming across things of like, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't know how to do that. Um, it's that lack of ability, right? That um, oftentimes can lead to failure for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't really want to like talk in absolutes of like, if you just try hard enough, you will make it because sometimes honestly, like, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Sometimes you still will fail. Um, but on the other side of that coin, if you give up before you've even tried 5,000 times, then you'll never know that, you've, that you will make it, right? Um, and if you give up while you're still saying, I don't know how to do this, then you'll never learn how to do it. And you'll never overcome that obstacle. Um, and you'll never be on the other side saying, I didn't know how to do that, but I pushed through and I sought help and I reached out and connected all of like connected my community, asked people, connected the dots, maybe did a ton of research, whatever it takes, um, or just like tried and tried and tried until I mastered it. And now I'm on the other side and something that felt like a failure or maybe was 5,000 failures now is such a greater success because I... I had that commitment. I pushed through and it really does take commitment. Like that whole concept of trying hard, man, that's like a, a marriage type of commitment, right? Of like for better or for worse. Cause it's mainly going to be for worse. <laughs> I so relate to this, not even like on, a, on all the levels, um, one on the marriage level. Um, and two yeah. is 
and when being married to your work and being married to a person, and there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences in that too. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, when you're married to your work, you also have that innate, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say a mothering feeling, but you also have that innate sense of, okay, if I'm doing this, then I'm doing this. Like you said, for better, for worse, I know I'm going to have a lot of upset days, a lot of nasty days, mm-hmm. um, days that I don't want to look at this, but days I'm going to have to force myself to get through that moment and yeah. completely relate. You're going to have to fail 5,000 times before you get to that that one successful time. So yeah, just really. I also want to say that a lot of times it doesn't necessarily all ride on you, your abilities, like something that I have learned from you, Danielle. um, And like have continued to learn in in my last two years being here is I might not know how to do something, but it doesn't mean that the person next to me doesn't and me reaching out and connecting and like connecting with them and asking for that help and learning from them and having that humility to say, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Please send help. <laughs> like capital H A L P help me. <laughs> um, can just like, you know, change so much for sure. That is like, I love number one. I love following Brittany's questions because I feel like every time Brittany asks a question, like I always have something that leads right into it, De- you know, depending on whatever the person said. And it's all, it's like, perfect. We're in sync. So I love it. So you were talking kind of a lot about, you know, abilities. And since we're on the subject of mindset, I had a question about um, what are, were there or are there currently any limiting beliefs that you've had to overcome or that you're still working through as it relates both to business and to life? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of so them. Like, what would you say are like maybe your top one or two that you're really like that you've seen either progress or that really kind of make the biggest impact for you currently? Yeah. Um... Gosh, I have so many things that I could talk about right now. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> um, I'll start with the business side because I feel like that's the easiest one for me right now is oftentimes in my, like in where I'm at in my stage of business, um, it feels like my artwork is either really thriving or like my administrative side is really thriving. Like I can't seem to do it both at the same time. It just doesn't work um, because the administrative part for me is like, so so challenging like everything about running a business for all of the hours and hours and hours of research that I've done I feel like every day I'm still approaching you know my desk with I don't know what I'm doing today <laughs> so I know that's not like super specific but like honestly for me a lot of things it just feels like everything and every day I I'm like oh yeah I need to do that uh-huh that's part of running a business I didn't know that <laughs> That's really honest. So I appreciate that. It's, I think it's really hard to step back and look at your, I mean, we're, we're always our biggest critics to begin with, but yeah. sometimes like when you know you need to push yourself or you know you need to get things done, it's really hard. And I've had a weekend of like really not doing anything. <laughs> it's really hard to be like, gosh, I know I need to do these seven things. And it's really hard to give yourself that push sometimes, yeah. especially when it's things you don't like to do or things that you're not so good at, then it's really difficult. Yeah, but you know, it's going to be really painful the entire time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's so much easier when you get through it, but like, you know, getting up to the point that you actually do it, I think that's always the hardest part because you yeah. psych yourself out. You're like, oh, it's going to suck so bad. It's going to be terrible. And then once it's over, you're like, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I figured it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes. So then yes. for your personal life, what would you say is kind of the same thing? Oh, my personal life. Um, right now, I am learning about emotion. Um, apparently, I do not know how to emote. <laughs> this is getting really, really honest. Um, 
And so I'm learning like what that means to sit in that emotion. Um, I feel like it's something that I do really well when I have a canvas in front of me, but not something when I have a human in front of me um, or when I'm like staring at my own self and trying to like, I'm my own human that I'm, is in front of me. That was wonderful. Like that was so, you're going to make me teary eyed now. <laughs> so very honest. And I feel like it's so much easier. I think I might cry. I'm not going to, but <laughs> look at you, you made me cry. But I, I agree with you. Like, especially like artistically, I write a lot, like so blogging, but I used to do poetry as well. But sometimes there would be things that I literally could not say to like you in your face or my best friend or boyfriend or parents or whoever. So writing was kind of the only way I could get that out. And it would be so wonderful and so eloquently written. And then I'd go to say it and it would just go to hell. Like it was in shambles. And I'd be like crying hysterically. And I'd be like, just read this. Like I can't get it out. So I completely relate to that. Artistically, I can't, you know, emote like through painting, through words in that way. But like if I can, you know, if I have to write you like a poem that tells you about yourself or that tells you about how I feel, I can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that honesty. That's awesome. You guys remember the live journal community? <laughs> yes. And I'm so sad it's gone. Like that was how I got my emotions out back in the day. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, Cicely, I'm just building off of you, girl. MySpace. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't remember that one. It's not blogger, but it was in like another one. Yes. I know what you're talking about, but I can't either. Man, I used to use that all the time in college. So I was I would be so venting about some other thing that was like, I was And so Tumblr like, too. Tumblr was a good one. Yes, I had. <laughs> I mean, these are our ways that we as creatives couldn't say the thing that we wanted to say, but we still said it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I so feel you on that. And I completely relate to the imagery of, you know, being able to emote on a canvas, being able to emote on a blank screen um, for myself personally and not being able to emote to the person that needs to really, you know, that needs to hear it or mm-hmm. Um, I completely relate to that. And there's a lot of times where I personally check out, um, that way intentionally so that I either spare people's feelings or (laughs) you like don't want to unleash, you know, the, the full wrath of whatever it is that I'm, um, emoting or want to emote. So, um, I just really, that having that mindset knowing that ahead of time, Kaylee, like, you know, what, what works and what's not going to work, or you kind of know, like, that's not a good place to be versus being in that place. Um, that says a lot about, I feel like too, about the maturity of, of us as, as women, because I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of us out there who are not yet on that level that don't want to deal with those things um, or don't want to uh, be on that level just yet. They feel it's more comfortable to kind of hide behind that. Um, so I, I completely relate to that. And I really commend you for just being honest um, about your feelings, which I keep saying over and over again, because that's just who you are. You can't, can't not be who you are. Right. She's just, she's just honest. That's the, that's it. It's her bird song. <laughs> Let me ask another question. How has your passion for the environment fueled your product line or your mindset to create products? Yeah. Um, Goodness. At the risk of repeating myself, that is something that I'm just really passionate about. Um, And so when I approach art from an honest standpoint, more often than not, it's going to be fueled by that, um, that passionate feeling that I have about the environment positive and or negative you know (laughs) depends on the day (laughs) um so I think from there's a few different ways that it kind of plays out um there's some just like 
straight up artwork that um, will just kind of happen um, just because there's no other way that I know how to express what I'm feeling or even like I don't know what I'm feeling yet or what I want to express, but by creating, like I, I figure it out. Um, and I would say most of the time that is the format that it takes. And then um, if I'm like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> and maybe other people would like, like it or connect with it too, then it like becomes a product. Um, but I want to be careful about how I say this because I don't want to commend, um, commend this act, but I'm really careful about, I don't want like my love for the environment to be something that becomes just something that I like make money off of, you know? Um, I want it to be like, it becomes a product, not because I'm like, Ooh, dollar signs in the eyes, but because I think that someone else out there would also really love to have a plant sticker in their life or, you know, it's something that would bring joy to them or bring reminders to them or, uh, spark a conversation between somebody else of like, Hey, that's really cool that you have this hiking sticker. Like, what does it mean? Um, I want that intentionality in my products. I don't want it to just be like a rolling in the green about the green. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I was going to give it an example um, for people who follow Kayligraphy on Instagram. Occasionally in her Instagram stories and in her Instagram squares, you'll actually see her um, in the, the product wrapping um, that she particularly uses. She, writes on recycled paper. She's writing on recycled pieces. So everything that she is shipping out is being either recycled or reused. Um, it's her way of, again, associating her product with saving the planet one product at a time. And I'm very attached to that as well. Um, and using that as a, um, a bigger message for um, invest, in what you, invest in what you love. Um, and I, I think that is the great, the greater thing that I get out of your products more than anything, whether it's from the cute little phrases with, I can't remember the aloe one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I love that one. Um, that was super cute. And then all of the, uh, unique magnets, the wood burning magnets that you have, um, just all of these really natural, unique, ornate products that are coming from the world around us. It's not something that is, uh, heavily technology. Te technologically induced, let's put it that way. Um, so when you talk about your mindset and you talk about, you know, how um, em environmentalism itself has played a part in, in your products, it really is also a example to all of us as entrepreneurs that when you're passionate about something, you will find an organic way to connect with other people about your message. And that just shines constantly in the way she packages her products to the way she shoots um, flat lays for her Instagram squares um, to her doing like uh, the animated gifts that she creates. Oh my gosh, guys, if you guys don't follow this on Giphy, like um, search Kayligraphy in the Giphy and you will see all of her animated gifts that she creates. It's amazing. Like I'm trying to use as many as I can and wanting to see how, how far I can get. Um, pretty darn cool. <laughs> Um, I wanted to say something real quick about that. Of you said, um, if you're passionate about something, you'll find ways to connect to that organically. Um, it really is like the emphasis is on that word organic because like that's something that I remember. I, I had the blessing of, of earning or learning that um, or at least being told it. I don't think I necessarily learned it <laughs> um, really early on in my, in my art journey and business 
journey. Um, and so I was like, okay, what am I passionate about? And I like tried to list out a whole bunch of things and how can I connect that? Um, and I thought that this was like a really organic way. And I'm not saying like, this isn't a horrible way of doing it. Like there's some good ideas that came from it, but I, I find that the things like the recycled stuff, um, I just did that because I didn't want people to think that I was wrapping their stuff up with trash. Like that is what I mean by organic. I was, it was almost like an apology letter of like, don't like, I, I really do care about you. I value as a customer. Thank you so much for purchasing this. I didn't wrap this in trash. This is recycled. So I didn't like throw it away. Um, and so like that is, is I would say a more organic way of like, you find ways to connect it where it really just comes from like the depths of your soul <laughs> where you're like, I really want this or I don't want people to think that I'm wrapping things in trash. So let me write this in the apology letter. And then you're like, Oh wait, this is a good thing for people to know. <laughs> and so it becomes something more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Again, being authentically true to yourself. I mean, and again, it brings more people to your brand. I feel um, when you're able to use the things around you to um, remind people that, Hey, I'm all about at the end of the day, I'm all about saving trees. I'm all about saving these national parks. I'm all about saving this green space. Um, and this paper, this little piece of paper um, should be a, a nice, healthy, personal reminder that that's my goal at the end of the day. How has your mindset helped you get to where you are today in your career? Oh, um, hmm. I think that's a good question. I think curiosity. I am a very, very curious person. Um, I don't mean that as, uh, I guess I am an interesting person. Like, oh, that's curious. I mean, more like I think everything is weird and I want to know how everything works. Um, and I think that that's something that when people ask me, you know, like, how do I become an artist or like, how do I enjoy life? <laughs> um, I say, find what's curious, you know, like find what's curious to you. For me, it's a lot of things. Um, but approaching for me, approaching life with a, an immense curiosity, um, has led down so many paths and opened my eyes to a lot of, a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have totally noticed. Um, um, so there's that curiosity. And then also kind of hand in hand with that is the idea of trying new things, um, experimenting, like honestly, every project that I do, I'm always experimenting. Um, I always want to know if there's a better way to do it or if, um, mainly if there's a better way to do it <laughs> or if there's like a, a weirder way to do it, um, a more, um, like recycle friendly way to do it. Um, a whole bunch of things and, and I'm always trying to experiment and, and try out new things. Oh, and also I would say the willingness to ask the stupid questions. <laughs> um, like even just, what was it last month, two months ago, Danielle, I could not figure out MailChimp and I had been researching for probably a solid two weeks, like every spare chance I got. And I was like, I did something wrong here. Like this should be really intuitive. And it's not for me for some reason. Like all of these blogs say like, and then just follow the steps. And I was like, where are the steps? <laughs> like there are no steps here. Um, and so after a, a bunch of time of just researching, I was like, you know what? I actually know somebody who uses MailChimp every day 
and could probably have saved me two weeks of my life. And so I reached out to Danielle and I think you, you figured it out like what I was doing and told me how to fix it in maybe five minutes. <laughs> so being willing to ask the dumb questions um, or the not dumb questions, I guess, depending on how good you feel about yourself that day, <laughs> um, I think probably has, has gotten me where I am. Oh, oh, I keep thinking of more things. Um, I just told this to somebody else, which is why it's reminding me. Um, having five seconds of insane courage will get you really far. Um, so I'm like crazy shy, right? <laughs> um, I've gotten like more okay with talking to people, but I would say even like two years ago, three years ago, I was like, leave me alone in my office and I, I'll watch people walk outside, but I'm not going to interact with them. <laughs> um, but like all when I think about all of the connections that I've made with local artists and local like non-artists, local entrepreneurs, um, it's all stemmed from five minutes of insane courage. Um, actually, even with Danielle. <laughs> so let me just spin this real quick tale. Um, two Valentine's Days ago, I hadn't made any friends because I was just watching people out my window and not talking to them. <laughs> And I was extremely lonely and uh, Michelle Franzetti posted that she was going to have a waffle party for Valentine's Day. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. Why not? I've never met this person. I just followed her last week on Instagram. I literally know nothing about her except she likes Leslie Nope and waffles, apparently. Um, and so I grabbed this person that I was starting to become friends with, but we weren't really friends with. And I said, you're coming to this party with me. <laughs> it's in Lexington. I know nothing about it, but there will be waffles there. Um, and so I grabbed them and we went and I met Danielle and I met Samantha. And I think I might have met, I don't remember that night is a big blur, but I met several people that several people that played a really important role in me connecting even more with other people and Michelle as well. Um, and the next year, this last year that I went, I actually helped make stuff. Um, and I knew a ton of people at the party and that like just made me remind me again of that five seconds of insane courage of grabbing my person and saying, you're going to this with me. And then actually walking up the stairs and staying there. So maybe it was like 15 seconds of insane courage. Like completely changed my, my life, honestly. <laughs> I made friends and, and I, I'm building a business because of it. So I think those are my four, four things. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to write that quote down because I think that for me personally, I think that that's going to be extremely helpful personally and professionally. Like you don't have to you don't have to know what to do every single time in every single situation, oh, no. but if you can just be brave, even if it's just for five seconds, if it's five minutes, whatever you can spare, yeah. then that can transform your life in really awesome. huge ways. Um, so that was absolutely something I needed to hear. <laughs> and as someone who was born on Valentine's Day, loves Leslie Nope, had a Parks and Rec themed wedding, I need to know about these parties. Why do I not know that this is a thing? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to come. I'll be your friend. <laughs> that is such a beautiful story. I love that. And I feel like I'm an extrovert naturally. So I always feel when people who are really shy or introverted share things like that. Like it's so much of a milestone for them. Cause I know it's like, it's really hard to get out of a comfort zone. Yes. Like I'm working in sales for a long time. I just thought like, you know, everyone was extroverted. Everyone wanted to talk to you. And like, you know, just everyone would want to have a conversation. And then 
as I get older and, you know, meeting you, meeting people who are introverted and people who are just very quiet and shy, I realize a lot of times it's not that even like, you know, people necessarily want to be in your bubble. Sometimes they just want to observe from a distance and you have to be able to respect that. So I think that's a really good point that you brought up. Cause sometimes when you're extroverted, you'd be like, girl, come on. Like you got to do all this stuff. And they're just like, no, no, like, please like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like it's too much, like calm down. So I'm really glad that you actually got the courage yourself to step out of that bubble. And like, you were the one who brought yourself there. And then from there, everything else just kind of fell into place. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What is something that you would tell, um, newly into art starting like starting to think about starting a business Kaylee in terms of mindset like what's the one big thing that you have seen yourself grow into that you wish you had kind of known sooner that you could have started doing sooner yeah um start you don't have to have it all figured out before you start because you're going to figure out so many things along the way um, even a, a few years into business, you'll still be figuring things out. And if you had waited until you learned, knew everything, you would never start. Um, and a lot of those things that you will learn, you will learn because you started and you wouldn't have figured out if you hadn't started. Um, so just take that leap, have those five seconds of courage and, and go for it. Um, I think like again, repeating of like having that mindset of curiosity and teachability. Um, so even if you feel like I know what I'm doing, like I'm pretty good at Minecraft or whatever, like you can always learn more. Um, and you can always expand your skills and, and I think having that humility and that teachability will get you so much farther than having that. Like, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, also reach behind you and pull someone with you if you can. Um, so I'm starting to teach workshops. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, fighting this doubt in myself right now of even a few years in, like I'm running my own business. I, I know what I'm doing kind of for the most part. <laughs> to an extent, I know what I'm doing. Like I, this is fairly successful, but I'm still like, I have nothing to teach anybody. Like I'm not an amazing artist. I'm not, you know, all of those doubts. I have no teaching ability, whatever. I could probably spend an hour telling you all of the doubts that went through my head before my first workshop. Um, But I think it was actually Lauren Home, um, Home Sweet Home. If you're not following her, please do. She's my hero in everything. Um, She, I think on one of her Instagram live videos or something said, I'm going to butcher this quote, so I'll just give you the gist of it. Um, basically, there's always going to be somebody behind you and there's always going to be somebody ahead of you. Um, wherever you are, even if you are like Picasso, right? Like there's going to be someone that's that's ahead of you and there's going to be someone behind you. And so it doesn't do like you can learn from the people ahead of you and you can teach the people behind you um, wherever you are, even if you're beginning. And you'll actually probably learn more from teaching somebody else um, because it, it forces you to think, what is it, Einstein? You said, like, if you understand something but you can't teach it to a t- kindergartner, you don't truly understand it. That's, like, loosely sure, <laughs> loosely true. I think that it's got some limits on it. But, like, teaching something to somebody else will probably enlighten you even more. Um, so even starting out, 
Um, maybe you're not teaching workshops, but look to the people around you. Can you like support your people? Can you help somebody get to where you are? Can you help somebody even get a step further than where they are? Um, and you know, like reaching back and pulling someone up isn't actually going to cause you to like fall back. It's just going to support them. I think that was beautiful. I think the young Kaylee would be proud. <laughs> but I think that's so important. Like um, one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from everything you've kind of answered is how important it is to always be in a mindset of continual growth and wanting to learn. Like it really doesn't matter your profession. Like people say like, oh, you know, I'm done with nursing school for three seconds. And they're just like, oh, you must know so much now. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> like there's a reason in the medical field why you have continuing education, why even doctors, surgeons, nurses, like nurse aides, like everyone in the medical field has to go to continuing education because things change, medical advances, people change, the knowledge that we knew from 50 years ago is now not applicable. So there's always something changing. There's always a way for you to learn. Yeah. So I love that you said that. Like I never can say as a nurse or really as any you know profession, well, you know, I know everything. I've mastered it. I know everything I'm going to ever know and I don't need to learn anymore. Like that's just not true. And it's true for artists. It's true for any creative person. It's true for any business. Like Instagram wasn't even really around 10 years ago. So it's like <laughs> if you were in a business and your business is centered around Instagram in 2019, that's something you would have to learn. Like and who knows, five, 10 years, it'll be something different. So I think it was really awesome that you said that because I feel some people don't stay in the continue like you have to always be a student basically like that's sadly for me and Brittany probably literally <laughs> always have to be a student like you know PhDs and doctorates like getting out of school but you know just really in life you always have to continuously be a student so I think it was really awesome that you pointed that out um all these moments these little pieces of advice these little extra taps on the shoulder um all these warm thoughts and warm feelings that you're bringing to the table, Kaylee, they're like golden. And this is so needed in a community that um, struggles a lot of times feeling a little bit ostracized, feeling a little bit separate from the pack. Um, There's a lot of black sheep that are listening to this podcast. And I feel like, you know, hearing your stories and sharing your truths just encourages that, that, um, that prideful sense in ourselves that, you know, we, we're still doing the right thing. We're still trying to find our tribe, connect with other community, regardless of how maybe, um, you know, invert we are. Um, so um, I really thank you for like sharing all of these little gold moments because it really is beautiful. And I know people will appreciate it, whoever is listening. What tools um, do you use to keep yourself focused and on task? Awesome. Um, so I time track um, with Toggle, um, which I started doing for client work, but I just do for everything. Um, one, because it helps me kind of bring some, some facts into my life when I'm like, oh, I've been spending five years on this project. And it's like, oh, it's actually only been 20 minutes, <laughs> um, which can help me kind of talk down from the freakouts. Um, and then I also use Asana um, as like a task list manager, things like that. And then um, I use this app that I freaking love. It's called the Bear Focus Timer. Um, I'm going to pull it up. Sorry for all those who are just listening. You can't see this. Um, but it's a Bear Focus Timer, BFT. Um, and it's a dollar, I think, a dollar or two. But it's so worth it. It's amazing. It's like a little illustration of a bear. 
isn't it so cute um that and it's got a whole bunch of like encouraging things but it uses the pomodoro method um so you can determine if you want like 25 minutes of focus time with like noise um which i use the sound sometimes sometimes not um and then like five minutes of a break and then um so my favorite method is to do 25 minutes of focus five minute break and i which i'll like stand up and move around um, 25 on five off for four times and then like a nice 30 minute break um, we're all like really move or you know won't just like switch over to my email but I'll like actually leave the room um, so that has helped a ton and also it keeps like once you turn it on you turn your phone over and then when you pick your phone back up it actually makes like the bear looks angry <laughs> which is my favorite thing <laughs> you get an angry bear um, yeah it's nope. both adorable and also like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be looking at my phone right now. I'm focusing. <laughs> don't piss off the bear, man. Don't. No, don't do it. That is awesome. <laughs> that is a cool one. Um, I'll definitely find the uh, URL to that app and I'll put that in the show link so other people can use these tools. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I was going to ask you if you um, uh, tell people about your straw. So my straw is called the final straw. Um, you can look it up it's amazing so it's a collapsible um silicone straw with like a steel outing um that like allows you to collapse it but when you like pull it out it's sturdy so it's not going to just bend on you um i take that everywhere with me um because straws are killing all the sea creatures <laughs> and it's not actually a laughing matter but you know um yeah, I love it. It's amazing. I, I knew I was going to use it a lot, but I did not expect to, like, how much I use it. I use it every day. Yeah, I love it. You, uh, I think you highlighted in your Instagram stories when you were sick once. Yeah. <laughs> the final straw. Okay, um, I guess the last question is, how do you self-care? I feel like that's the, that's the biggest question that um, we always want to ask all of our guests yeah. on the show is, how do you self-care? Um, I'm still learning. First of all, I would say a year ago, I did zero amount of self care. Um, but this year has been a big, a big one for me in terms of emotional health. Um, so I'm still learning, but I have learned that getting outside is huge for me. Um, even like 10 minutes outside can take a day or that's when like super, super depressed, not all the time, but super depressed to like, okay, there's, there's breath in my lungs. Um, how else do I self-care? I really love to read. Um, I've gotten into reading, back into reading this year. And if I can just toot my own horn, I have enjoyed 30 books thus far in 2019. And I'm loving it. It's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes I work while I'm, or a lot of times I'll work while I'm reading. So it's not like I'm just reading all of the time and not working. <laughs> but I found ways to like infuse self-care into my work too. Um, I will flip off from if I'm doing like client work, that's an illustration. Um, I'll either do like lettering work or something. Um, but I try not to do work as like a self care from work, if that makes sense, because drawing is so much of like something that I really enjoy. I thought that that was self care, but it just means that I'm working 24 seven. Um, so that's where like getting outside and going bike riding and walking and hiking, um, I will bake sometimes, which I really enjoy, like doing other forms of creativity um, or I'll like organize our entire house because I really enjoy doing that too. <laughs> 
Um, puzzles. I've recently discovered that I love puzzles again. I thought that was like something that I had lost, but you know. I, I love that. Um, and I think it's super smart um, that you mentioned, um, you know, getting outside, baking, doing something outside of your normal realm, because I feel like we get stuck sometimes and we feel like because we're stuck, we need to stay in the same realm so that we can you know, somehow get ourselves unstuck. And really the magic keyword is um, get outside of your bubble, yeah. <laughs> um, the whole bubble, not just <laughs> the portion of the bubble you don't want to look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. And self-care is like a learning thing too, right? Like a year ago, I remember the first weekend that I was like, I refuse to work this weekend. Like I'm going to make boundaries. <laughs> Come on, Kaylee, you can do this. Yes. I was upside down on our recliner chair because I was just like, what do people do? Like, what do you do when you're not working? I don't know how to self, like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm because it's it's a skill and it's a muscle that you have to exercise and learn and figure out and I don't lay upside down in chairs anymore <laughs> so, oh, <man>. progress <laughs> like for me that's how gaming has become a huge part of my like get out of my bubble mm-hmm. um, something still techy that I'm still touching with my hands at some point my virtual hands at some point but it also is a, a way for me to kind of shut off that side of thinking and mm-hmm. kind of go in a different direction find something that like you said kind of find something that you enjoy but outside of your bubble it's become an mtg tradition each episode we ask our special guest to whiz through our flash questionnaire check out these responses first question your go-to snack oh my gosh nothing uh apples and peanut butter Woo! all right favorite invention uh, bread <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You said bread? Yeah. <laughs> what about the final straw? Final straw. This is what happens. I'm like, okay, um, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I've actually not seen all of the Star Wars. I really enjoyed the Star Wars. It's just uh, we were using them as date excuses when my husband and I started dating, and I don't remember anything about the Star Wars. <laughs> All right, physical books or digital? Oh, man. I think physical, like if I absolutely had to choose because I just, I love the feeling of the book, right? And I love like feeling of reading. But like the digital has allowed me to consume as many books as I have this year. So I don't know. Next question is, if you could travel anywhere in time, where would you go and whom would you see? This is actually one of my favorite questions to ask people, and I've never had to answer it. <laughs> Where would I go, and who would I see? First thing that comes to mind, anything. England is the first thing that comes to mind, like Scotland area, the UK, the British Isles. Who would I see? Um, actually, let me change that. I would go to Denmark, um, and I would meet the people who like my ancestors who left Denmark. Whoa, yes. I think that'd be really fascinating because we don't know a ton about them. So right on. Um yeah, I recently did a um um ancestry kit thing and that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Second time I've did it just to kind of verify information. But yeah, totally revealing. Love it. Um okay. Favorite room in your house? The kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, yeah, we told totally, <laughs> you. The kitchen is where it's at. Yeah. 
Um, and last question is a gift you've recently received. This mirror cup. How cute is that? Yeah, it's Sasquatch. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it keeps my drinks warm because I'm a really slow drinker. <laughs> Again, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, mainly my Instagram, uh, which is Kayligraphy, C-A-Y-L-I-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Um, I'm working on updating my website, so you can find some of my older stuff there, which is just Kayligraphy.com um, and my blog, but largely the gram. And just like that, the episode ends, but the combo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MTG podcast. We would love your feedback on the quality content of our shows. Let us know how we're doing with a comment or message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by following hashtag MTG, the podcast. Continue to subscribe to future episodes via Apple Podcast, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. And check out our complete bonus content by being a Patreon subscriber. Until next time.
that was fun. But now let's chat about upcoming events that could benefit everyone. <laughs> 